0: Hey, welcome to Church and Other Drugs. My name's Jed, and this is Brandon.
1: This is Brandon. What's up? This is Hello. Brandon
0: from Colorado. We've been spending the past, I guess, two days, technically, trying to get my recording software to work again.
1: Yeah, it's been great. I'm blaming
0: uh, Windows 10.
1: Yeah, they flipped, slapped you with that update last night. That was not yeah, cool. Not the- cool.
0: It was like a three-hour update, and then and then nothing worked. Like, my camera stopped working, my recording software stopped working.
1: And here we are. But here we are. And we're working now.
0: Yep, we are working now. Um, so what's up, my Colorado comrade?
1: Nothing much, man. Uh, it's been a cripple for the last uh, two weeks, man. I, I hurt my foot working. I deliver for Amazon, so I hurt my foot. And so I've literally been doing nothing for two weeks on doctor's orders. Oh, wait,
0: I didn't. So wait, you were, you were an Amazon delivery guy?
1: Yeah, for like a month and a half. And then I broke my foot. So, uh, wow. well, I hadn't.
0: Well, first, what's it like being an Amazon delivery guy? Is it pay well?
1: Uh, it pays okay uh but it's it's mostly the overtime uh because they're so busy with covid and then like around christmas time usually they're super busy so it's like unlimited overtime so i work 4 10 hour days so picking up an extra shift or two is easy um and so that was the appeal to me cuz the pay is okay but the overtime makes up for it so but it's it's a lot of work dude it's a lot of uh i del- i was delivering like between 200 and 300 packages a day so
0: in insane. your own vehicle so it's kind of like contract <laughs> work no
1: yeah so they yeah amazon contracts out uh like to like trucking companies i don't know the llc just little companies like i work for a company called hc elite and then there's like a bunch of other ones that uh use an amazon warehouse um with amazon employees in the warehouse are you still there oh, oh yeah yeah you are. yeah Uh, with Amazon employees in the warehouse. Um, but, uh, like we, I'm not technically an Amazon employee. I'm like, uh, uh, an employee of this trucking company. And then they, so they're, I'm sure getting paid for each route and then they give that to us basically. So there's, uh, every day there's like, I want to say, uh, like probably 30 vans, 30 of us in the morning and then probably 15 or 20 at night. Or in the afternoon, they start at noon, um, and so it's a lot, dude. I didn't, and it's like you barely go anywhere. I'm in like, like a four mile square, and that's where I deliver my 300 packages. It's a day
0: in the same four a, mile square.
1: A day, bro. It's it's absolutely insane. <laughs> and if I go closer to downtown, it's uh, it's even more. It you know I'll get uh, you know that's where they're like 250, 300 because like. Well- Places are so close together, and like you know, you can get it the same day or next day. And so as long as you know it's ordered by the time it can be put in my truck, then it's done.
0: Well, and I guess so, I, I act surprised, but I've literally, I think you know, we on average we probably get a package a day.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so, and
0: that's, do you you remember back in the ancient times when when? people were scared of, like, online delivery, like, oh, you're just going to get ripped off or, like, it's never going to come here. And, like, the shipping time was, like, or even, like, even way back in ancient times when it was, like, please allow six to eight weeks for delivery and you you (laughs) fill out a little order form.
1: Yeah, dude. that's that's I wasn't, uh, like, I remember those times, but I wasn't, like, allowed to buy stuff. Like, I I remember mailing in mailing in something and then i won uh a mega man game for my game boy uh for mailing something in and that took like six to eight weeks to get to me <laughs> yeah
0: yeah like for any and that was like and like yeah it was like our our patience back then was was much greater <laughs> much, oh yeah dude. much greater
1: yeah i get pissed I mean, now. Can... yeah
0: if, if i don't get it in three days
1: yeah, dude. Yeah. Like I can't get it the day after tomorrow. That's bullshit, bro. Like what, what is it even, unless it's records. Cause then records, I just assume I'm not getting those for at least six months. And then it's just like, like I did that with the Oh Brother record, uh, their newest one that came out. I pre-ordered it. Um, and, uh, bro I completely forgot about it and then just showed up in the mail a couple weeks ago and I was like bro this is the best I don't have any money but I'm getting a record in the mail <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah so I do like when I when I would give gifts to myself that I like it, it's only it's rare that I have like the wherewithal to like pre-order something that's like a year in advance but I know one day <laughs> I used to do that I on on the other side I used to do that like accidentally uh when I was super Uh, heavy into meth and benzos I would get tweaked out and I would I would like stash drugs all over my apartment and then I'd 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 get barred out and and forget where they were and then I'd just be like rummaging and I'd I called them Christmas gifts because I would just find (laughs) uh stashes of drugs that I hid from whoever myself uh like a week ago
1: that's brilliant dude it was awesome
0: that's great. I I uh, well,
1: never
0: good. No, I was going to say the the worst though was like was a few times I like we would all be tweaking and out of something and I'd be like I'm pretty sure there's a gram <laughs> hidden in this apartment and we'd just spend the next few hours looking and it probably didn't even exist. So that's the flip yeah. side.
1: But hey, man, that's a good way to kill four hours while you wait on your dealer to text you back. Or <laughs> that's something, true. You know? <laughs> that's true. But um, yeah, dude, I've never had the wherewithal to hide drugs from myself anywhere. Uh, but I, I did when I stayed in a halfway house for like a year on a uh, sentence uh, day. I found drugs in that house all the time. Every time I cleaned, I found like a bag of fucking meth somewhere or like a you know, a chalet or uh, like a bag of pills or something like that. Like all, it was it was freebie central, bro. It was great. What, uh,
0: what's a chalet for the uninitiated?
1: <laughs> oh, the good old meth pipe, bro. One of yep. those. What do they call it? R- Rose bowl. Uh, I don't fucking know. The Devils There's so dick. Rose a stem. Yeah. Um,
0: stem, pipe yeah. bowl. Yeah, yeah I like would always pipe. go to. For some, I don't know how it is in Colorado, but like uh, probably different. But around here, like. <laughs> uh before head shops were really uh prevalent or smoke shops you had to go to like uh twenty four hour porn stores adult film stores and they <laughs> they sold they had like the full selection of uh meth pipes bongs they had a video head cleaner you know what i'm talking about like amyl yep, nitrate yeah yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah that's crazy dude yeah i don't i don't think i've ever been in uh in an adult i've been in uh uh like a toy like an adult shop once to get uh like a fake dick for uh um
0: <laughs> a piss
1: test dick you know oh yeah a whizzenator uh, a whiz-inator. Whiz-inator, thank you yeah. yeah it didn't
0: work i didn't know way. where I, you were going with i went to go buy a, <laughs> fake, a fake dick, dick. <laughs> I was like okay yeah
1: yeah no i had to uh i got kicked out of my rehab and uh, i i was like i have to go see my po tomorrow and i had been uh smoking weed and drinking and i think i might have done that i don't remember but um uh so i was like i had to get a wizinator, and i got it and bro that sucker wasn't even out ten seconds and the po was like what is that um, Yeah, dude. So, i said that's my penis sir he goes bro i've seen a lot he goes i've seen a lot of penises i'm not gay that's not real and <laughs> you
0: should have been so, like you want to touch like, it
1: like yeah yeah what are you talking about this yeah you, you can, yeah, you can you can really
0: probably push that all the way and be like, "What are you talking about? I have a deformity." <laughs> yeah. Like, "Thanks a
1: lot, yeah. man." Yeah, I think he yeah. said it was the color cuz there was no shading to it, you know? It was just this fucking uh, flesh tone all the <laughs> way. They put veins, dude. fake veins on it, you know, but no like tone. You yeah. know, it was just <laughs> a one color. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think I think uh being being a uh, alcoholic or addict in recovery, I have seen more penises in my life, like, we, at my sober living house, it's the only place where, like, every single person knows exactly what their roommate's penis looks like, because <laughs> we yeah, we're dude. forced to watch them take drug tests, or I've had to, oh, man, I've done so many freaking full-body searches, then, like, I'm good on that for the rest of my life, yeah.
1: dude. Yeah, dude, I'm good on showing people my dick for the rest of my life, because yeah. I've been, that, Drug court for two and a half years. You pee three to five times a week every week for two and a half years, and there's a guy watching you every time, bro. I can't, I, I can't do it as well anymore. I used to be able to just fucking pee on command. Oh yeah, but now, now you know, uh, I'm, he's getting a little squeamish down there. You know, when I'm out in public and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yep. But um, I
2: used yeah. to just
1: be, I could. Yeah, it was. I don't miss that at all, though. I don't. I didn't see a lot of dicks, thankfully, because we never drug tested in my halfway house because it was a joke uh but uh yeah i've had my penis seen by enough different people because no one kept a job like collecting pee in drug court bro it was a different dude like every three or four months
0: Uh, oh that's uh, a buddy of mine um that's what he did he worked for a lab core one of the testing companies and he would just drive around and collect urine samples um and he was high on meth the whole time (laughs) But it was, like, good – that's a huge – I mean, they call it yellow gold in in Florida. It's a humongous uh, moneymaker because, like, insurance – they'll bill you, like, $400 a test, like, while you're in treatment. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's insane. It is insane because I remember one of the rehabs I was in tried to hit my mom with a bill um, for – Uh, urinalysis over the course of my treatment, and it was like thousands of dollars. And she was like, Uh, no, I know what are you talking about? Like, I'm not doing that.
1: Fuck no, especially not like when they're using like 15 panel, like you know, dipsticks you get on Amazon for 10 bucks. Exactly, like, fuck no,
0: exactly. It's just a racket, it's just a money making racket.
1: Yeah, drug court had their own testing facility in the courthouse, so we would pee off site. And then they would test it there, um, and then they would send it off and like test for Kratom and shit like that, so they caught people on Kratom all the time, bro, and people were like no nah, you're not they're not gonna find out, bro, just try it they all of them got bafted. up
0: well, 'cause that <laughs> up 'cause they used to <laughs> not i mean they they used to not and that yeah. was that was the whole. That was the whole reason uh, legal weed turned from something not as bad to something awful because, like, they kept yeah. having to make new strains that wouldn't be tested on, you know. That's, like, so many really shitty drugs are a direct result of just drug testing, like...
1: Yeah, not being able to do drugs. Not like, being able to do like, drugs, yeah. Right, yeah. It's really, <laughs> like... It's-
0: like you saw all the states that are voting on legality this uh in November, like Mississippi, dude. Mississippi. Damn, dude. Yeah, the new you ones go, are South Dakota, uh Nevada, Mississippi.
1: Uh Oh, it's legal as fuck in Nevada. Okay, or not just Nevada. Or Las Vegas.
0: Utah maybe something like that. One of the one of Bro, those.
1: If they got it in Utah, that'd be crazy. I think they have medical in Utah, I wanna say, but like like Utah and Texas, I feel like are going to be the last two, bro. They're going to be like, you know, fuck you guys.
0: Yeah. Well, shit. I mean, you would think Mississippi. Um, and yeah, which yeah. is which is crazy to me that Rogan decided. Like, how long before Ro- Joe Rogan gets arrested for weed? <laughs> like being in That's Texas.
1: That's exactly. Yeah, bro. You can't smoke it on air. You can't openly smoke it on air anymore. Well, I think he's also got his LA studio, so I think sometimes he'll go there, and I'm sure he'll smoke on air there. But, yeah, dude, you can't – in Austin, bro, it's like a felony to have a vape cart.
0: And I thought Austin, though, was pretty lenient.
1: Are they? So I have no idea. I'm from Dallas. So in Dallas, they will lock you up with a felony for having a vape cart, a single vape cart.
0: Oh, that's crazy. And if you have –
1: I want to say either uh, four, six, or eight. Sorry, I know it's a big difference. But uh, if you're caught with, I think, maybe six or eight carts at one time, then that is, uh, like the equivalent to manslaughter. It's insane, what? dude. Yeah. My little what? brother got caught with a, with a cart, uh, out in Dallas a couple of months ago and there wasn't anything in it. So thankfully he got away with it or some, I don't know what happened. He doesn't really tell me and he, you know, he's probably getting fucked up. He's doing stupid shit right now, but, um, yeah, he got uh, they like arrested him on a felony and uh because there wasn't enough for them to test he got off. But um yeah, it would have been a felony, dude. A one vape cartridge. You don't matter how much is in it, dude.
0: That's a I'm whoa, shit. Ooh. I Almost lost it on the chair there, bro. Mm? Um did my chair just break? Uh yeah, I'm over like we need like I'm over all that like it's still it, it is crazy to me that people are sitting in prison right now for, like, a 25-year sentence while you can walk down the street and buy it. Like, what's the I, what? – how is that not an issue?
1: I can literally pre-order eight vape cartridges and go pick them online and go pick them up right fucking now, 10 minutes from my house. And then I can come back and get pulled over, have my car searched, and they'll say, have a nice day. But, like, <sighs> my brother gets arrested with one empty vape cart and spends a couple nights in jail and has to bail out and, like, is out a bunch of money. Like, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous.
0: It really is. I don't. And, and that's, even the place, yeah, that's, because, like, in, um uh like, a bunch of, like, New Orleans, a bunch of places, they have at least, like, decriminalized it to a degree, so you're not going to jail, but it's still going to cost you a shit ton of money.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Atlanta, the city of Atlanta, it's decriminalized. Um, um, but that's like the city of Atlanta. You get caught outside of Atlanta, and it's different rules. It's, so it's wild. It's dumb. It's so nuts, bro. That, but, that,
0: yeah, it just needs to be. It needs to be over with. And but it, it's just really. Yeah, the whole story of like the of like the drug war, and I guess like American history in general, or world history, humanity wow. is just like unintended, like seemingly good intentions, and then unintended consequences, um, unintended consequences. Like, um, you know, okay, people were dying from OxyContin and Big Pharma. Okay, well, let's ban, let's make uh, these tamper resistant pills, and let's let's really crack down on that. Okay. And heroin makes a massive comeback and then fentanyl, you know, and it's like that all started from you know, a lot less people were dying on Oxy-80s, I'll tell you that much.
1: Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot less people were dying on heroin too, bro. Like yeah. I, I, I think all of uh all but one of the maybe two of the overdoses of my friends that have died uh I'm pretty sure it was fentanyl just because they fucking oh yeah they cool. you know they've been doing dope and then you just get a bad batch and do a normal shot and you're gone
0: yeah and this is this is the the one statistic that really surprises a lot of people or the one fact is that um over lethal overdoses on diacetylmorphine like like actual heroin are extremely rare,
1: yeah, like yeah, I believe that for sure, yeah. Not I don't ex- know. I won't say I,
0: extremely rare, but they're they're rare on, on just yeah. just heroin. Like no other, no added benzos, no no adulterant. You know, pre existing conditions, whatever. But like just heroin, like pretty rare.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if I've ever gotten just heroin, bro. I I don't think I've ever gotten just heroin. I feel like, like I, have, I think it's always, like
0: you never gotten black tar.
1: Yeah, like Texas, that's, heroin. that's all they had. Yeah. Okay. I well, mean, then, you're not. So yeah.
0: You can't, you can't uh, cut it. I mean, I'm sure you can, but it's like that's baby laxative.
1: Yeah, you throw yeah baby laxatives, bro. I on literally picked up. Yeah, I was going to Cold Cop one night, and this fucking OG dude. You know, I ended hey, end up driving it. around wait, for wait. four hours.
0: Educate people on the lingo. You're you're, you're throwing out uh, you, so far <laughs> in the conversation. Chalet. Uh, what'd you uh, gapped? What'd you call it?
1: Bapped. Uh, Bapt. Bat- you got Bapped out. Bat- they got Bapped
0: okay so explain cold cop
1: uh yeah so cold cop uh yeah so i didn't my dealer wasn't answering or he didn't have anything or something i was in uh texas at the time yeah because it was tar yeah so uh so i went to um fort worth the cop from so the the mexicans had the good shit the real shit was like this one guy that was scary as fuck that uh just had like hose and weapons and he looked like ron jeremy and he was the best guy to buy from but when he didn't have it in dallas or fort worth then i would have to go to dallas to the hood and i would cold cop meaning i would go without having anyone to call and yeah. uh just like find someone that i thought like this guy knows where to get dope and then nine times out of ten they w- would either say they knew where to get i got ripped off a couple times where they say they know where to get dope, and then they take your money, go into the house, and you never see them again. Yep. Um, but I've also, I like that one time I picked up this one dude, real chubby black dude, and uh, it was in the hood, like where, like the hood, hood, and uh, and um, he was like, "Yo, bro," I was like, "You know, where I can get some dope." He's like, "Fuck yeah, I do, yeah." And he's like, "Yeah, twenty minutes from here, we can go get it," but we had to stop by his place first, which is about twenty, <laughs> 20 minutes away. I we go and, and, dude, he comes out like 30 minutes later. He goes into his apartment, comes out 30, to 30, 20, 30 minutes later with like two grocery bags, bro. <laughs> and one of them has a blender in it, uh, like a full blender. And the other one has a bunch of baby laxatives. And he said, I didn't watch him do it because I just took, basically we went and bought dope and he was like, yo, I can turn this 20 into 60 for you. And then you can go and you can buy sixty dollars worth of real shit. And I was like, bro, I'm not trying to do all that. You <laughs> yeah, know, like I'm dude. not I'm not going back to your house to fucking mix this up and then sell it and then go buy I can I'm a drug addict.
2: Yeah, dude. And he
1: was uh uh so I didn't see him do it, but all he had was a blender, baby laxative, and we bought heroin. He bought a twenty dollar gr- like uh I wanna say it was fucking so cheap, dude, back then, uh, and in Texas, dude. I remember I want to say $20 cuz you like half a gram, bro. Well,
0: that's that's the infuriating thing too, and that's how it wasn't in like in Louisiana like cuz it, it it was like like when when heroin became big it was like all of a sudden everyone's selling heroin, but they had no idea, you know what I'm saying, they weren't doing it right cuz it's like Yeah, dude. You know, it was something like, you know, hundred and $200 grams and shit. And it's like, dude, you are yeah. out of your mind, bro. But people were paying that's it because right. they didn't know. But, yeah, that's the thing is heroin is cheap. Like, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, especially when I bought it from the Mexicans, it was never short, and it was always on point, dude. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you buy from black people, and they have it cut with laxative because that's just, you know, if you get it in the hood. I'm sorry, not black people. When you get it in the hood, then it, they're going to cut it with baby laxative. In Texas, anyways, I don't know. But so you just, like, you get what you pay for, you know, but. Dude, I moved to Texas uh, after I got – I had been clean for, like, a week and thought, okay, I'm going to move to Texas. Ended up buying dope on my way to drive out to Texas when I moved. Uh, but I moved out there to try and get sober, and, bro, it, I shit you not. It was fucking uh, 10 a point or uh, 20 a point. A point and then is if you bought a a, point 0.1 grams. Point, a right, point one. Gram. So that – so a tenth of a gram is twenty bucks, bro. And then it was a, a hundred and sixty for a gram. And uh, you know, the more you got, obviously you got less. But bro, I was a hundred and sixty dollars a gram, bro.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, and we I did it multiple times a day, every day for yeah. months. Like, yeah. I, you I think, just make it happen.
0: I think some people can't put into. Um... Correctly, ima- like uh, imagine like how much you literally can spend uh, daily on a drug habit yeah. like that, and it's like, and that's that's the the incredible thing about drug addicts is like you will start off the day with literally zero dollars, zero gas, uh, or you might have you know the 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 gas tank, the light is on, okay, uh, zero dollars, no income, and by the end of the day, you would have you would have gotten together 200 bucks 300 bucks 400 bucks oh yeah
1: yeah you every day probably go to the probably been to the dope dealer twice by the end of the day like you know like when i was uh living in the car for a couple months and that was my full-time job was just getting you know getting dope like i was literally we were spending it was me and one other guy and i was getting uh an eight a day and usually like another eight and I, i wouldn't finish all of it I don't remember what – basically, I was spending fucking – we were spending like $900 a day between the two of us because we were – and none of that money ever went to rigs, bro. Never. Rigs or syringes. uh, Sorry. (laughs) Goddamn. Yeah. (laughs) Syringes. None of the money ever went to rigs, bro. Ever. Like I, my arms are still torn out. Like
0: yeah, the old sharpen I, it I, on the concrete or use a uh, use sandpaper. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, or
1: the the lighter, bro. I, I did oh, uh, the in between of the lighter all the time. And, and this uh, is this
0: is what this is why I'm a big believer in in like needle exchanges and because that yeah. tired old argument of you're encouraging people to use drugs. No, dude, they're just going to use the same needle until it breaks off in their arm. Like, right. come yeah, on. And
1: literally, that has happened to me more than once. It's never happened to like me. That, it's,
0: it's broken. It's never broken off in me. Ugh. It
1: broke off in me in the bathroom at work when I worked for Apple. Oh um, no. Dude, I worked at the Genius Bar for Apple, and I went to the bathroom, bro, and I fucking stuck that guy in there, and it fucking – it broke off oh. while I was in the bathroom, oh. bro. didn't get the shot, oh. and uh, it literally was the needle. So I remember having to melt uh, something into place. Like I had to melt the needle into the plastic or, or melt the plastic uh, – something. I had to melt something on onto something so that i could fucking stick it back in my arm and shoot the shot. Oh, and, so
0: you, uh, oh geez. So you still finished? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I don't you know, Ingenuity. I I made it work. Yeah, but it I but I literally there was tar on it, bro. That like oh. on the needle when i stuck it into my arm because i was like lighting that's it sanitary, at least. To, oh, that's, that's it, the bro. yeah,
0: when i think about when i think about the resiliency of my immune system, it's just a, Jeez, like bro. the work the, uh, the one of the, um, one of the most like just gross feelings was that like I, I had, I had missed a shot. I was out, whatever. And I was like, God, I got nothing left. And then I remembered I would like, uh, when I was, when I was shooting meth, I would, um, I'd gotten really terrible at, you know, really bad at shots and I would miss a bunch, but also had like a big supply. So I wouldn't even, if I missed the shot, like whatever, I'll just throw it away. But so i had a bunch yeah. of rig uh needles that i had um registered the shot so which means like blood goes in the syringe but then i messed it up so i would just toss it in a drawer so there was a bunch of meth and blood <laughs> mixed shots and i had i had one that i mean it was i mean a couple weeks old uh been sitting in a drawer of just mostly probably my blood and like a little bit of meth and it was like at this point it was completely congealed and like the consistency of, of jello. But so I was like, Oh, I still got that. So I I went home, uh, (laughs) heated it up like, uh, in a pot of water on the stove. So it was liquid again. And I remember uh, shooting it up and it was just like the most disgusted I had been with myself. And it just (laughs) felt like, it was, like, so apparent gross, to bro. me that I had just injected my weak old blood. And I was just like,
1: this
0: is not good. Yeah. This is not good.
1: That, sh- that shit of fucking... I remember... It's like you saying that just reminds me of just how fucking, like, gross I felt after I fucking did a shot of meth, bro. Just, like, instant, like, sweat. Like, it was great. I loved it. But it was, like, instant sweat. And I was, like, fucking disgusting, dude. Like, I just remember feeling like everything was just, like like spitting out like meth like yeah like i didn't let my dog lick me and like i was always wiping myself bro fucking when i started shooting up meth bro that shit was like i did crazier shit to get a shot of meth because it was like uh it was more painful to miss a shot of that i feel like than it was like heroin or something like that and so i was just like you know like i was not going to miss a shot of meth or whatever because it just fucking hurt so oh bad. it hurts so bad but, yeah i still I'm got heroin. a
0: lump from it
1: yeah. yeah yeah dude that's nuts bro yeah bro that's so gross yeah you just reminded me of that feeling of just feeling fucking like you know, like you're drenched in olive oil or something like yeah something it's so gross, gross <laughs> it's gross
0: and then um that's actually, like, a, like, prefer, I don't know if it's preferred, but in, I want to say, uh, I don't want to misquote it. Some, it was either, like, South America, South Africa. Um, it's called Bluetooth thing. So, like, what what they do is, like, like they'll, uh, like, a group of people or two or three will, will get their drug or whatever. One person will shoot it up. Uh, the other person will draw out that person's blood immediately and then shoot the blood and they'll go around like that. No shit, oh look my it up. God, Bluetoothing.
1: Dude. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, that's insane. That is dude. insane. That's fucking goddamn, dude. They must be <laughs> dropping like flies, bro. That's
0: I you know the resiliency of our immune system, and that's that's what God that man. was. What was so strange that I became a hy- hypochondriac when I sobered up this time? I really think prison is what made me a hypochondriac. When I think back, oh yeah, it was so disgusting. But, um. But yeah, it was like going from that to I was like super concerned about like if I saw something floating in my water, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. it's so strange. Cause I, maybe it's like a, an opposite uh, reaction to what I was what I was doing, but it it is it's so weird how you and maybe there's like a, a weird dark spiritual component to it where it's just like you get so depraved and disgusting and like self-destructive. And it's just like, who cares? And like, almost like the more grimy you get, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's like a weird embrace of all that is depraved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I, cause I can, I can remember just thinking like, you know, like they're, you know, living in a car wasn't that bad. Like it was, it was pretty cool. You know, (laughs) like, yeah, I, you know I don't. It's a mobile have to home. Work.
0: It's an RV. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't have to work. I don't have to work, and I do dope all day. I sleep all day and do dope all day, and then I go rip off people's cars at night. Yeah. And then I go sell and, sl- and I sleep. I sleep for three hours and then go sell that stuff and then do it all over again. And I get to do it with my dog. And I don't even have to drive, bro. All I have to do is sleep. That yeah. and. I thought like it was great. And like looking back at it, it is like what the fuck, dude? Like I didn't I ate Kit Kats and drank root beer every day. That was that was my fucking diet. Yeah. And again, how was my immune system what it was when I, like Dude, I don't <laughs> that know. That was my diet.
0: Yeah, I think about that. Yeah, our thing was uh going to circle, K, You get a uh you get a big gulp, you can fit, but you get a you get one, you fill it up, you get one empty and we would shove um twix ice cream bars in there i could fit four <laughs> of them okay so then nice. you just pay 69 cents for the cup uh and yep. it, it was just mountain dew in the other one and it was just all all a sugar like you crave sugar so much but like that's all oh, i yeah. ate literally and the fact yep. that you don't poop for weeks
1: like, weeks on end weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: think about yeah. like, the implications like, of that like
1: you got two weeks of Kit Kat and Mountain Dew in your stomach, bro, and Twix the ice cream, bro, just milling in there for two weeks, and they're like, you know what? I guess, I guess I'll go let this go. Like, <laughs> if you're lucky, yeah. that's why you if had to lucky. like do some sort of
0: <laughs> stimulant, man, to to get it out of there. Because I've I never yeah, got dude. the I never got the like uh, constipation so bad that you had to like physically remove it. That never happened to me, but I know people that did. Like, you got to reach no, up yes. in there.
1: Oh, God damn. Yeah. No, I never got like that, thankfully. No, I didn't. I never even had to take laxatives or anything like me that. Me, just because I feel like I, I never. The problem was when I got sober and then didn't shit for, like, three or four weeks. That's, oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what fucked me up. And I was, except for leaking, you know. <laughs> yeah. <You laughs> <It's, know. it's, laughs> like, well, and
0: what's funny is, like, so, like, yeah, living in the car sucks. But that's also, uh, and people are like, well, why don't, you know, just get you know why would you not want to get sober and it's like all right but then you get then you get sober early sobriety usually you get some sort of like shitty job like some some like usually like a fast food restaurant and so it's like you go from this life of chilling with your dog in your car getting high and yeah it sucks but like you know whatever to now you are stuck at McDonald's for eight hours getting screamed at by an 18-year-old manager. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just like yeah. a big part of you is just like, fuck this, I'm going back to my car. Like, it, yeah. it's it's a real, it, it's real tough to go from, you know, this, like, weird freedom to all of a sudden now you gotta, like, you know everything that you've been running from it's now the debt collection is coming like literally and figuratively, you know, it's, it's a lot to, Yeah. sometimes it's, it seems to be a lot easier to just like keep on ignoring that shit until you die. As opposed like, that's why like it. It takes some serious, um, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, bravery, I guess, to like (laughs) come out, crawl out of that hole.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah. And it's, I guess I never think about that, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is like, it, it takes a lot because I, I, I think that I still like have that in the back of my head where like if things with my wife go bad enough. Yep. Like I still got my car and my dog Yeah. like i you know, and I, that's not, I, I would much prefer being in a night, you know, apartment that I'm proud of and having a job like, you know, but at the same time, you're right. Like it's uh, you know it's a weird thing where it's just like uh, you know i can easily romance it where it's just yes. you know it's yep not that bad not that big of a deal if i have to go back to living in a car at least i'll be getting high again you know yeah but, but it's all but and that's even if all, i'm not good
0: well that's all because i was actually like having this talk with, with some of the uh clients at work where it's like you know, the idea of like, well, how am I going to be happy when I'm sober? And it's like, well, that's a, in itself is a delusion because you're assuming like that you were happy when you're getting high, but it's like, you weren't, you really weren't, you know, um, maybe a very few fleeting moments of, of happiness, but it was like the, you know, by, by the end, like I had to, you know, I had to tweak my drugs just right. Like I had to make sure that I had the, the right proportions of, of meth, heroin, some sort of hallucinogen for recreational days, some sort of, you know, you, I, it was so much work, money and organizing to gather all the shit I needed to do it in the right amounts to not, you know what I'm saying? Like that is a ton, a ton of work to keep that (laughs) going. day after day after day after day after day day. yeah man but yeah so it's like I wasn't yeah I wasn't happy (laughs) no yeah
1: of course not that's a good point I don't think I was feeling anything and when I think back to it that the parts that I remember being happy for were just like some of the craziest shit happening and I'm getting away with it yeah like we tried to rob my dealer one time and I almost got shot in the back of the head.
0: How did you um, tell me that story? Every, bro, every junkie has, has, has made those <laughs> plans, but yeah, go ahead. So
1: yeah, I was living with my buddy in the car and the plan was we had just stolen a bunch of shit, but it was too late to sell it to anyone. We had this one guy that, uh, that would buy anything from us. Basically we had to understand that he like sold shit on eBay and he yep. was like, he was like, I don't want to know where you got it. And he was like, I just, I'll tell you how much it's worth. Yep. And, uh, we, you know, we had that hookup or whatever. And so we just, it was at night and we didn't have any more dope and we didn't have any money, but we had all this shit like iPads and fucking, uh, like a Nintendo switch or, yeah. or not a switch that wasn't even out yet. It was a PSP, was one of those Vita things. Yeah. Um, like just like a, it was a cooler full of bullshit that <laughs> we were going to sell for a couple hundred bucks. And, uh, the plan was he went, we noticed driving out that, um, so basically it was, it was a trap house. So this guy, there was one guy living there 24 seven. Um, and then they would just shift out like once a week, a different guy and he would never leave. And so sometimes I would bring him food with dope and shit like that. Um, but he stayed, we went in this house to smoke weed all the time cause he'd have us go buy weed and then we'd smoke it. And we had seen the layout of the house, where only the kitchen and the living room were used. He slept in the in the in the living room because there was the the CC cam and then his TV, um, so he could see people pulling up, and he had his TV. And then there were two bedrooms that were both empty. And one of the bedrooms we noticed driving off one night uh, didn't have a screen on it. No, you know, you know, I think it had a screen, but there was like a hole ripped in it because I remember making noise, I had to rip it open more to get in. So basically the plan was my buddy was at the back door, which is maybe 12 feet from the window that I was trying to get through. Um, He was at the back door, uh, like showing this guy all of our shit. Like, will you trade this for some dope? Will you trade this for some dope? And basically just killing time. Um, And so I, uh, it was like a floor and a half up. So I I stepped on, like, the water meter, and then I climbed through after I ripped the the fucking – it was loud as shit, so I had to do it slow. Um, And I fucking crawled through his window, and then what fucking did us in is I hit the ground. uh, I fell coming into his window, and I heard him say, what the fuck was that? Comes over and opens the door to the bedroom, and I hid in the closet. And I guess he thought maybe I had a gun or something, uh, which I didn't because I had just traded him a gun for dope two or three days earlier. I fucking shit you not. He, he had a gun that I gave him for dope. Oh and God. I was trying to rob his house with no gun, no knife, no nothing, bro. And so he just closes the door and walks back into the living room assuming to go pick up the gun. And I fucking Superman out his window and take off and he's like i remember um like getting around like this tree in his side yard and i turned around for a second and he was just sitting in his window he turned the light on sitting in his window with a a fucking gun probably the gun i fucking traded him like, like pointing at the back of my head and then i just saw him like get back and so i stayed behind this tree for a second and a fucking atlanta police department like car comes driving down the street this is in Bankhead, which is the hood oh, of this Atlanta. One, no, what you did that shit. In Bankhead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you an,
0: holy crap.
1: Bro, and it doesn't it gets better, bro. So that Atlanta police car drives off or whatever, and then I'm fucking booking it in the hood behind these people's houses. Some white guy at three o'clock in the morning fucking booking it between houses. Until my buddy comes pick, like, I called him. I was like, you fucking come get me right fucking goddamn now. We have to go. And he came and picked me up, and we left. And uh, we, it was, like, 4 o'clock in the morning at this point. So we were just fucking super high on adrenaline, and it was, like, fucking so crazy. and uh, But a couple hours later, that dude hit us up, and uh, we sold the stuff. Went back to that house. It wasn't eight hours after we tried to rip it off uh and to go buy dope like they didn't like he uh, didn't know it was like, y'all yeah he didn't know he didn't know it was us but i didn't go back up there because i i had black pants black hoodie uh but i had my gray beanie on
2: mm. um
1: and i had these air harachi like tennis shoes it's nike shoes that uh i ripped off of some like it took out of someone's car and they had like a neon stripe on them um and so we were paranoid so i didn't go back up there uh until i got different shoes and i didn't go up there with my hat anymore uh because we were afraid they would know but we went there not able eight, eight hours later to buy dope and it was like full of people and when we pulled up they were like the scariest looking dudes were like what the fuck are you doing did you call ahead did you call before you came and we were like no we never call we come almost every day and he's fine with us not we just pull up and he knows it's us and, um, he's like, okay, from now on you call. They were bolting, uh, or like screwing in, uh, fucking plywood over the windows. So it Jeez. wouldn't happen again. While we were there buying dope, it was absolutely surreal, bro. And like that, I remember being happy. I don't think it was happy. I think it was just like adrenaline. Cause it was like, I almost got killed. I, I almost got a jar of dope. And then that didn't happen, and I almost got killed. And then that didn't happen. I almost got arrested. That didn't happen. And I'm back here, <laughs> and they're cleaning up after my mess, and I'm buying dope from them. And it was just like <sighs> insane. But yeah, that was the time I tried to write in Bankhead, bro. I can't off Fairburn, bro. Any of Britain, represent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude. You are not smart.
1: That's all. That's yeah.
0: No, yeah. For
1: real. I I get it. I absolutely should have died. We thought the plan was foolproof, dude. We sat in a gas station up the road from him, and on a yellow pad of paper, like drew out like (laughs) drew out the out the lay layout of the house and like fucking what our plan was and how Mm -hmm. long it was gonna take. And nothing went across. I should have known when I was ripping the, sh- the shit that I-, I shouldn't have done it. Because, yeah. dude, if I if he wouldn't have heard me and I would have opened that door, I'm six feet away from him. And if he catches me out the corner of his eye, it's over with. Yeah. And I had to get into the living room and steal the jar and then get back out the bedroom and in the window. It didn't make any sense looking no. back at it. But we were fucking – we were gung-ho. We were ready to do it, but – we just had to suffer through. But I guess I I rode off that adrenaline until we went and got more dope. And then it was like, God damn, dude. Like, that was, I should have died that night. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Someone must have seen me climbing through the window and called the cops. That's the only thing I could think. Because the cop car driving by as I was running off was what saved me, I think. I think he would have taken a shot. It was in the middle of Bankhead. He oh, of would course. have taken a fucking shot, bro. Yeah. And it. <laughs> the gun and, and just the fact that I got that fucking gun and sold like traded it to him too. So not, but yeah, that was probably the craziest thing that I ever did. But again, like you were saying earlier, just to bring it back, like it it wasn't happiness. It was like, it was happiness in a sense of like, I'm not dead. And even though I should be, but like now when I'm happy, like it's a real thing. I feel like, you know, yeah, like, that
0: that's, that's more. Yeah. I don't know what that is. That's like, it's like weird, like relief uh, hysteria. <laughs> just like, yeah, it's just, it just go so many. Yeah, so many things that become normal that it's just like, you know, you can juxtapose that with like someone, and that's what that's where like you know, then you get sober and you're working that McDonald's job and you hear your coworkers <laughs> being like, oh my gosh, I. I I have this exam coming up that's really stressing me out. It's just like you want to hear a story about stress? Can I? Uh, yeah. can I? It's just like wow, we are living two yeah. different lives.
1: Yeah, but then there's also the the people that are older than you at those jobs that like a lot of them are like in your place but older. Yeah. Where they're like they're either trying not to get high or they're getting high and they're working at McDonald's because that's yeah. all they can do. Yeah, and it's, so it's like such a. I never was able to do a fast food thing. I could never. I worked at. Uh, no, I didn't. My wife worked at Zaxby's for one day and left <laughs> on lunch and never came back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, I don't think I ever worked a fast food job. But mine was a warehouse. Uh, like coming out of jail, I worked at a warehouse job at the first shift at fucking four o'clock in the morning, and oh. that was all people forty plus. And they were all either out of, you know, jail or prison, like doing drugs or trying not to do drugs. And uh, it's such a weird place to be as someone who's trying not to do drugs, but also isn't ready to quit doing drugs yet. I'm just forced into not being on drugs, you yeah. know, so that's a weird place. That's what I think, like what you were saying earlier, it takes a lot of courage. Like it takes like you really have to want to not do it anymore. That's the only thing that's going to get you to not do it. Right. Is not wanting to do it anymore, but even that's not enough most of the time. For me, I had to I had to get arrested and I had to spend a couple months in jail, and then I had to spend two and a half years drug testing three times a week, and that's what I had to do to get to get in the mindset of like, okay, sober life is a thing, and you know I can deal with it. You know, yeah, I was smoking synthetic CBD for a little bit there, um, and it, you know it, it, that spice what spice turned into was a vape juice synthetic cbd and yeah um was it did that for a little bit and then that was uh, some of the worst withdrawals i've had other than like benzos and heroin was coming off of that bro um like psychosis dude yeah yeah anyways but um but yeah i mean you just gotta like i almost got shot and we went back eight hours later and got more dope like That wasn't going to stop me from doing dope. I had to Mm. be thrown in a place where I could not do dope and then be put in a situation where if I did dope, X, Y, and Z happened. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what worked for me. But I, you know, I think a lot of people, like I went to like a 90 day inpatient treatment when I was like 19, uh, before I did heroin or anything and that shit, it took me like 80 days to be like, okay, I want to be sober. But then not a couple of weeks after getting out of there, I was getting high with my buddies from rehab. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I didn't stop doing dope until I was like, like at this point, I don't think I think even if like, like the worst thing I can think to happen would be like me and my wife split up. Right. And then like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And like, that would be my excuse to want to do dope. But thinking about it, like, I don't want to do dope. I would probably right. go get drunk. I would probably go buy ketamine. You know, I would do something that's not dope because I don't, I can't, I can't do it ever again. I don't want no. to. No,
0: yeah. I, I, yeah, like, thinking, it's just like, no, man. No, like, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, I don't ever want to have to go through that again. Don't ever no. want to go through that again. No, and I it, don't want to go
1: through that or coming off of it.
0: No, and that, like, and it's, I, there was definitely, like, there was a time in my life when I just, you know, I loved, or I, whatever, I was, um I thought differently about the lifestyle and, like, that kind of stuff was, like, cool and exciting, but, like, the times that after, like, I had some sobriety and I would relapse, it was just, like, dude, it, it like, I knew, I, I knew I had to be around that type of people had to deal with certain things. And I, my tolerance for it was so low. Cause it was just like, I just saw the things I had to do and the people I had to be around as a, as a fucking means to an end. Like, I'm not trying to hang out with you, bro. I don't want to hear your crazy ass schemes. Like I'm here to get this thing from you and get the fuck out of here. Like, uh, it was just yeah. awful, awful. I hate everything about it. Yeah. So, Thank God we're sober, dude, on uh, September twenty third, bro. Six years for me.
1: Hey, that's incredible. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I I have off a dope, it's been uh just over five years. It was five years in April. Five um, five
0: is a big one, man.
1: Yeah. But I, I I reset my clock when I started drinking pretty bad, and so I'm at a, a little over a month at this point, I think. Hey. But at least dope, dude. It's five five and a half years strong, bro. And you're coming up on six. It's dope.
0: Yeah, that's
1: dope. It's much oh, yeah. better now. Hey.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right, man. Well, I gotta wrap it up. This we were we were gonna talk about uh Christopher Nolan in movies, but this was actually a, a fun conversation. I yeah,
1: it. dude. Dude, we can do a Raccoon Crew or something. and Talk about Tenant because I, yeah. I rewatched it after we talked about it, and I read theories. I've rewatched it again. It's not like an IMAX or anything. It's it's hard to see a lot of it, but like, dude, it's insane. Okay. So the second we,
0: rewatch was better.
1: Well, so I read theories and watched a couple of videos and then rewatched it. And yes, I feel like I held on a little bit more like with, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but with the knowledge that I had in mind, like, um, it was a little bit easier to grasp, I think. But it still was confusing. Like Inception, I watched that like forty times, and then read someone, you know say the theory about his wedding ring, and then it was like oh oh oh. Right. I've seen so, it but all You haven't gotten that, that with this one yet. No, and yeah. Interstellar too, bro. Like if I watch that, I'm still like watching. Is... Yeah. Like that's one I need to I, rewatch. I can... That movie is that's my favorite movie of all time, Interstellar. Really? It's just like. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's like um, just I love space stuff, uh, but I just feel like he did it—the score, yeah—the the story, the acting, the like the everything about it was just like my favorite movie. And then I think my second favorite is Gladiator or The Town. So like,
2: yeah.
1: I got weird film things, but like, Tenant is up there, bro. It is just like you said. It's like Christopher Nolan took a hit off a of blunt and went i can go deeper yeah like yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well yeah. then
0: yeah let's do that because I, I wanted to i realized too we need to do it but like uh it needs to be optional so people don't get spoiled but yes we should talk about so we'll do that for a bonus episode
1: hell yeah brother well it was fun talking to you man i'm glad we got it figured out <laughs> yes
0: me too man uh send me an email church and other drugs at gmail.com uh Tons of new some of that merch Yeah Tons of new merch Storefrontier.com Slash Church and Other Drugs And uh Patreon.com Slash Church and Other Drugs Later Yeah. yeah